Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. The soldiers gambled there at the foot of the cross for the very close of Christ, fulfilling the prophecy of Psalms 22, 18. I mean, can you even imagine that scene? Gambling for the clothes of the crucified Savior of humanity? Gambling for the clothes of God incarnate. Verse 35 says, The people stood watching, and the rulers with them also scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If this is Christ of God, his chosen one, And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him, offering him vinegar, and saying, If you're king of the Jews, save yourself. I want you to notice that they gathered as a group against him. And I bring that up because that's pretty much the same as it is today. Birds of a feather flock together. There's strength in numbers, quote unquote. It seems man has always moved to surround himself or herself with like-thinking souls. We're most comfortable in a crowd, especially when we are in need of boistering to stand against those voices that are telling us we are wrong, even if those voices are actually coming from inside our very selves. Herein Jesus was offered wine mixed with myrrh, the text tells us. Now myrrh in that day was used both as a painkiller and an embalming agent. So myrrh goes way back in the life of Jesus, in fact, all the way back to his birth when a group of gift-bearing wise men came to visit this newborn king. Verse 38 says, An inscription was also written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. King of the Jews? Wow. Wow. So this was a crime worthy of execution, king of the Jews? The Gospel of John records that Pilate was responsible for this inscription and that the Jewish leaders argued with him about it. Yet Pilate, well, he held his ground. Perhaps perhaps he'd already come to know that what was truth was in Christ after all. The inscription you see was no doubt meant to be an element of ridicule, at least when he first wrote it, but its accuracy overshadowed any slight on the part of those who hated him. It's ironic how, despite all of the elaborate efforts by the Pharisees to the contrary, they crucified him with this title over his cross. Even with this great coordinated concept, Jesus triumphs with the designation of king. Verse 39 going on says, One of the criminals who was hanging insulted him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuked him, and said, Don't you even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man, he's done nothing wrong. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. You know, 
It's ironic that there have always been, and no doubt will always be, those who will fight against God, even as they're going down in flames. They'll spend their lives running away from God, and to the end, they will rebel and reject Him in real time, even with His hand of salvation yet extended. Even in death, their hearts will be hard. Now, one of these men, they, he found the peace that had eluded him throughout his whole life, while the other, well, the other passed into eternity, hanging on uh, only to his stubborn heart of rebellion. It's been said that in this scene, that one died in sin, one died to sin, and one died for sin. Jesus died between them both, identifying with them and their sin. He was there with them when they died, just as he is with us. Truly, we will all exit this place. Only how will be the one thing that we can affect. Please note that Jesus claimed this man even as he was departing his earthly life. So there was no baptism and no altar and no sinner's prayer. Just a simple change of heart and the surrender of that heart to Jesus. That was it. That was it and he was reborn, albeit (laughs) in the nick of time. Now please note that there's no mention here of purgatory, but rather today you shall be with me in paradise. Hebrews 9.27 reminds us, inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, And after this, judgment. Again, no purgatory. I will acknowledge that today life can be difficult and it can be painful. And yet, tomorrow, well, tomorrow, paradise. But for the one who refuses Jesus, there will be no second chance after he or she breathes their last. Verse 44, it was now about the sixth hour and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. Now, why exactly it was dark, we do not know. But it is recorded here to lead us to believe that such certainly was not normal, but rather a supernatural event. I wonder if those that were present with him that day were beginning to mm, get a little concerned. It does seem fitting, doesn't it? I mean, no other state of nature could so adequately demonstrate the anguish of that moment. For all the sin of humanity was on the judgment table that day. The darkness of the hearts of men had brought a darkness over all the earth. I would think mere words could not have described that scene. The whole earth and all of history had been carrying the weight of cumulative sin And now, suddenly, the world was free. The world was released. Verse 45 says, The sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Now the veil spoken of here was the curtain that separated the holy place in the inner temple from the most holy place. That was uh, the residence of God, so to speak, on earth for his chosen people. Only the high priest and him only once a year, could enter in through that veil and he'd better be square with God when he did it or he wouldn't come back out alive. Up until that moment there had been both a real and a symbolic curtain, if you will, of separation between man and God. Well, a curtain of sin. 
But you see, Jesus uttered those words, It is finished. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.